This is the Moody Foodie Method Podcast. I'm your host, Maddie, and we talk about all things disordered eating recovery, intuitive eating, diet culture, body image, and all that jazz. Thank you so much for being here. This is episode five, and happy Thursday, everyone. I'm really, really happy that next week is Thanksgiving. I can't believe that it's already like we're halfway through November. It's wild. The holidays always go by so fast and somehow it's still always so surprising. But I am really glad that we are talking all things about Thanksgiving prep in this episode. So this will come out the week before Thanksgiving and you can take a second to kind of get a little bit get a little bit of support if you're feeling like intuitive eating seems like a really hard thing to do at Thanksgiving. I know a lot of times during the holidays when you're dealing with an eating disorder or disordered eating or body image, any of those hard stuff, getting together with family or like events or even just going out seems like the last thing that you want to do. And I've totally been there. So this, these are, I'm just going to give some tips and ways that you can hopefully prepare yourself and decide which how you're going to show up for yourself and for others during Thanksgiving and then of course as we go into Christmas and all the holiday parties and all those things so this is going to be here for you to come back to whenever you need that extra support or reminder and our moody moment today is just has just happened this morning I went to a workout class and it was a more cardio focused class and I was just feeling so hyped the whole time. It was so fun and I was kind of in the middle of the workout thinking like, oh my gosh, why? I have so much energy. Like I'm really enjoying this. This is so fun. I feel so strong. I feel like so capable right now and I was trying to kind of go through my head like what have I done? you know, to kind of get to this point. And I think number one, of course, is kind of just practice and you don't just like show up and just can do anything great. It takes practice, which I'm trying to be, trying to be more consistent, but there are a couple other things that I think really play into my energy just in general. And number one is eating breakfast before I went to work out. And I know I always battle myself with this one because especially if you're trying to work out early in the morning or like before work, right when I wake up, I'm really generally not that hungry, but I know everyone, everyone's kind of different. And I know also I've seen a lot of things where people will say, yeah, it's great to just eat right when you wake up or, you know, wait a little bit or eat this first, just drink some water and then this. And there's so many different things out there. And ultimately, if you are trying to listen to your hunger and fullness cues and starting your day out with food I think is best. But what I noticed is the past week or so, I've just been running out the door and like I said, I haven't been too hungry. So I just will grab like a piece of fruit or a couple bites of something because I just don't want to stomach too much more. But this morning I was able to wake up a little earlier before my workout and actually was hungry enough to eat like a full breakfast. And I swear that helped me so much have energy in the workout. And so I think this is 
it's good for me to kind of experiment with how I can practice getting up a little bit earlier and trying to just figure out foods that will be easy to eat before I work out. And um, also, I know we hear this, I've heard, I've seen this and heard this from like Instagram who and different hormone type accounts. Maybe you've seen this too, where people will just say, yeah, waking up and eating is just so important right away. And it just can be tricky depending on how you feel in the morning. But ultimately, I do think it's really important, especially if you're coming from a disordered eating past, to implement that breakfast, that meal to set you up for success with getting your snacks and meals for the rest of the day. So that is my reminder to you to eat breakfast. um, And even if you're trying to work out in the morning, try and get some food in your system. The next thing that I think helped me feel super ready to go this morning was that I have been doing less cardio. So, well, not, I haven't really been doing any cardio in general, but I mean, like I just don't do a lot in a week. So I'll try and depending on how I'm feeling, if I'm just like wake up and just want to go for a run and feeling that, which is honestly not, I usually don't feel like that. But, um, so I try and try and just get in like some form of cardio once a week. And I feel like that gives me an expectation for myself to set myself up to be excited for it and look forward to it. And then if I'm feeling up to it another day, then maybe I'll do something like that. But I really do think not forcing myself to do cardio every single day or even multiple times a week and just kind of having it set up for once a week makes me look forward to it more instead of dreading it because I want to enjoy it and I want to show up to working out into the gym with a good attitude and I don't want to dread it. So that helps me with like joyful movement. That's my other tip. And then my last one is just getting a good night's rest. I feel like I've been trying to stay off my phone before bed and try and get a good night's sleep. And I think that also just is a world of a difference for me. Um, this is, goes into something that I've been reading recently and I kind of wanted just to mention it to you guys because there's, so this book I'm reading, it's called Feed Yourself and it's by a registered dietitian and nutrition therapist. She's super cool. Her name is Leslie Schilling and it's all about stepping away. So in the book, it says stepping away from the lies of diet culture and into your divine design. So I'm pretty sure well, I am sure she's a Christian author as well. So it kind of has a little bit, she ties into Christianity as well. But so if you're interested in that, I didn't know that before getting the book, but it is, I still really enjoy it. But with, on that note of joyful movement, I just read something in um, one of her chapters talking about joyful movement and how sometimes movement, like jo- even joyful movement just may not be joyful for people. Like we coined this term to try and include all forms of movement, but what if you are out there and you're just like, I don't even want to go for a walk. I don't want to do anything. Like it just doesn't sound fun to me. Or if you have an injury and you're trying to figure out what feels best in your body, this is also real. And I don't want to kind of just like gloss over that because finding joy in movement isn't a requirement. And sometimes if you were feeling like, well, 
I still want to kind of be healthy. And I know that moving my body is going to, to improve that and kind of reach towards my goals in a way that is promoting your overall health without kind of being in the diety realm of trying to burn calories and change your body and all that stuff. I want to just address that because you can still try and do movement in any way, even if it's not super joyful, for the reason of helping you meet goals outside of the approaches of diet culture. She says, so in the book, she says that finding joy in movement isn't a requirement and it isn't always achievable, but we can still move in ways that help us meet goals and needs outside of the approaches of diet culture. We have to separate the idea of moving our bodies from weight change or calorie burning. So in doing, in, while I was reading that, I just realized like, okay, maybe you have goals and going on a walk isn't going to be something that really lights you up and makes you so excited, but to help you have a little bit more energy and get through an afternoon slump, you're going to decide to go on a walk because of how you're going to feel after. So maybe thinking of joyful movement, how you will feel after an exercise or moving your body is also such a good way to look at it because I don't want to be like ignorant and just thinking that everyone is going to love some form of movement. So kind of meeting yourself where you're at and just giving yourself the permission to do something for for a for overall health that doesn't have to do with trying to shrink your body, but just trying to feel better in your body. Um, I hope that was clear. And also I want to mention, please feel free to DM me in at in my Instagram at Maddie Mudukudi if you ever have any questions about anything anything that you ever want me to like ever talk about or clarify because I would love to chat with you and let's get into our Thanksgiving episode. So Thanksgiving prep. I feel like there's so much that goes into the holidays and we kind of build up that these days are so special and so amazing and I think the focus sometimes gets away from kind of the gratitude and what's important and being together with family and then in turn can be focused on, okay, what am I going to wear? What is the food going to be like? What are the decorations going to be like? And which is still all fun stuff to think about. But when recovering from disordered eating, it can be really overwhelming. And even if you're just trying to become a better intuitive eater and you're used to Thanksgiving being like ending up in a complete um, feeling like a sack of potatoes at the end of the night because you just ate your way in pie. And maybe you don't want to feel like that this year. And you're starting to align more with intuitive eating and you can still take that in to your Thanksgiving. So I want to acknowledge that it does, it still can be stressful with especially family members that may be still having diet talk. And I know like it can, it's just kind of common for people in our society we live in to still idolize thinness and eating less or burning off. And there is probably to an extent, hopefully not a lot, but some form of that talk. And when you are making yourself aware of that, just finding something that you can do to like get away from that situation, whether it be just changing the subject. Um, I know 
one a dietitian I follow on Instagram. Her name is Sam from Fine Food Freedom. She talked about just having a picture of her pug on her phone. So anytime diet talk would come up, she'd be like, oh, look, do you, do you want to see this picture of my dog? And just completely change the subject. So you don't have to get into a full-on conversation about why you are eating the way you are, why you don't want to talk about dieting, but just so you don't have to like continually think about it. And maybe that's just a friend you can call and text about if you just need a vent because it probably isn't going to be perfect setup and that's okay. Um, next, let's talk about how food is way more than just nourishment because this, obviously I think we re- recognize that with Thanksgiving, we are coming together to eat all this delicious food. And so I want you to be okay with the indulgent and possibly, you know, eating a little bit past fullness and acknowledging that that's okay and that there is, there's no perfect way to be an intuitive eater. There's no perfect way to be an intuitive eater on Thanksgiving and that every eating experience can really just be a learning experience for you. Um, Next, do not restrict breakfast before the big meal. You might come from a an environment that's like, okay, we're not eat, we're gonna eat at this time, so don't eat until then because we want to eat as much as you can. And I'm sure if you've been through that, I've definitely experienced that before, where you starve yourself until you can have this big meal and you just eat again until you are so stuffed and it just like doesn't feel good. It's not it's, it might be like a little bit fun in the moment too, because it's like, oh, I've restricted for so long and this is kind of like that exciting feeling now I can go ham on all this food and if that really does bring you joy and like you want to celebrate in that way then like more power to you it's obviously your choice but it doesn't have to be that way and if you want to enjoy it in a way that feels a little bit normal it's really just another meal and you can approach it in any way that feels good to you just like any other day with just a little bit different food and maybe more treats surrounding it um so let's see what is next here we talked about not restricting before the big meal giving yourself breakfast and I want to touch on really quick allowing yourself to enjoy the other things because so often I remember going home for holidays and just being my thoughts just so enveloped in the food and what I'm going to eat and how I'm going to eat it and just can't even sit and have a conversation. I think if you're listening to this, maybe you could relate to that feeling of either going out to eat or being at a dinner and someone's talking to you and all you're thinking about is the food, whether it's how many calories or the macros or what you're going to do later to quote, heavy air quotes, undo it. And that just takes away from those relationships and really enjoying the this season for what it is and practicing practicing that kind of right now something that my therapist told me a couple years ago when I was preparing to go home for Thanksgiving and new to intuitive eating she told me to envision what this holiday is going to be like so picture myself there at the dinner picture myself talking to the people really connecting Right, even going as far as writing down what the day is going to look like from morning till evening. How did I want to feel as practicing intuitive eating that day? What were my main goals? How did I want to treat people? 
and I kind of thought this was a little silly at first, but I was in the, the, the place where I was like, you know, I really don't want to like hate myself for, and for treating myself poorly on Thanksgiving. Like I really want to be present. And so I did it and I did this envisioning activity like a week or so before Thanksgiving, writing things down, envisioning what I was going to do, how I was going to act, what kind of presence I was going to bring and the energy I wanted to have writing that down and really thought about it the week leading up to Thanksgiving. And I was stunned. It was such a different experience, like complete 180 from the year before where all I was doing was focusing on the food. I actually like remember as I'm saying this right now, like I remember where I was in the kitchen looking at someone like having a conversation, like one of my family members, like it was so cool to experience it in that way after feeling like a slave to food and diet culture. And of course, like, I'm sure I do remember that holiday as a whole, um, like maybe a day or so after kind of still trying to navigate how to be a part of, of, eating still food in different ways and it still wasn't perfect but just that one day I really tried to be my best self and it really worked so I think you should give that a try and um with because I kind of talked about how Thanksgiving is a holiday that we want to sometimes like indulge in and overindulge but something from the intuitive eating principle number five I think it fits written really well here just for a different perspective. So this principle is called, um, where is it? It's something about satisfaction, but I want to give you the real name of it. Oh, it's discover the satisfaction factor. So with being satisfied in a meal can, can encompass so many different things to your environment, to like the smells, the butter on the vegetables, the the type of conversations you're having but so there's so, that huge variety but which is kind of making it simple for this purpose is you usually don't feel satisfied I want to take it into context of how of your fullness so you usually don't feel satisfied when you are under eating if you eat and you are still hungry that's not really satisfied you're probably at least in my case I'm usually still thinking about food until I can eat till I'm satisfied And then on the other hand, if you continue to eat and overeat until you are feeling really unpleasant, that's also not really a satisfying feeling either. So practicing that balance is awesome to do just any day and remembering how you want to feel for Thanksgiving. Again, you get to choose, you have your own autonomy, but just remembering like if you, how, if you want to feel satisfied and also remembering that intuitive eating is not a rule book they're principles and it's a way to help you discover your you your own unique way of intuitive eating and that comes with so many so many days of eating practicing in different ways and deciding how you want to show up um so I think we covered most of them let's see here So I really want you guys to try the envisioning exercise if you're feeling up to it and let me know how that made you feel and, um, or we can even, you can even like start practicing it now 
for another meal if you have any like other holiday things coming up and I think it's just going to be super helpful. So now I want to let you guys know what my, what is my favorite Thanksgiving food? And I wrote this down and now I'm like, well, I don't even know. Honestly, that probably has to be the sweet potato souffle. My mom ate it all the time growing up. It's just like so comforting and just delicious. I really think I lean towards the sweets on this side. Also, has anyone ever had the pretzel jello? That's also amazing. I think that's a Thanksgiving staple in my family. Maybe that's like Christmas. But anyways, it's amazing. Sweet and salty. Um, I hope you guys can use these tips to help you enjoy Thanksgiving as well as the rest of the holidays. And remember that we live in a culture, again, that is probably not going to be aligned with these intuitive eating principles and it's okay sometimes to feel like you're a fish out of water um please message me if you're ever feeling like this if you need someone to talk to and you can also be the change within your own family to stop the narrative that food is bad and to enjoy it with your family so i hope you guys have a great week Um, and again, please let me know if you want anything else for me to talk about, just DM me and we can, I would love to chat about those, any different topics. And if you also want to, I think I'm going to leave a poll. If you're listening on Spotify, I haven't quite figured it out on Apple podcasts, but if you want to answer the poll for this week, that would be amazing just so I can kind of see what the audience is like and yeah love you all happy thursday again and we'll chat next time